Hello and welcome to Solid Steps Radio. I'm Chad Russell. That is Kurt Souter of Further Stone Ministries. And this is a show uh, for men, by men, talking about things from a man's perspective. And we thank you for listening. How are you doing today, Kurt? I'm doing awesome, man. Good. Really good. You? I'm doing well. Fighting a little head cold, but we'll be okay. You need to... You need, what do I need? You need a little Zycam, a little Advil, and a little prayer. My, my pusher is Kurt Souter over here. He's got all the drugs <laughs> lined up. He knows exactly what to take. And to I, take. I told my wife the same thing this morning. <laughs> she, lo- she rolls her eyes like, oh my goodness. Like I just did to you. Yes, right? just okay. exactly like you just good. did to me. Well, uh, if you're listening for the very first time, thanks for listening. Hope you're doing it on purpose. But if you're accidentally hearing us, uh, we are a show that talks about things from a guy's perspective, and we want to be a tool in a man's toolbox. We don't have a silver bullet on this show. If you listen to this show, your life will be perfect and that everything is great. That is not true. Uh, But we do believe that you as men, if you're hearing our voice today, that you as a man have a destiny, and that destiny is to walk with God through Jesus Christ. Right. So I don't know where you are on that walk. You may have never considered it. You may be just starting it, or you may be way down the road. But either way, we just want to be here to help guys Walk that walk, and hence the name, Solid Steps. We want you to take and help your walk with God. So all that being said, I'm going to have a quick update of where we are. This is our week four of a book study that we're doing on the book Wild at Heart. And that's a book that came out in 2001, and it falls into the category you either love the book or you hate the book. Uh, Most people who love it ended up or started off hating it, but then ended up loving it because it's just a a story that basically the premise of the book is that God created man and woman in his image, male and female, and that there is a male soul and a woman's soul, heart, beat, spirit that is different from one another. And we were talking before the show started that 20 years, almost 20 years later, this book is just as relevant today, if not more than it was when it was written. And today we are talking about a topic that, especially in light of today's uh, headlines. Now, you, I don't know when you're going to hear this. We record this on a Tuesday, and you may hear this two years after the fact. But right now, you cannot turn on a TV or open up a newspaper without seeing a new headline of someone getting fired from public office, whether it's a TV personality, whether it's an actor, or whether it's an executive, whether it is a politician, because of sexual advancements and sexual harassments and worse. So the question today we're talking about is a, 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 that men need a beauty to rescue. And in today's society, that may not go off too well with other, some people. You know, Chad, as you talk about this book, it's one of my favorite books. And I've been, had the privilege of you know, speaking kind of around all, all, all over the place in the country. And I use this, um, you know, a beauty to rescue. And uh, so welcome to the show, uh, Pastor Bert and Pastor Jeff. It's thank great you. to it's great to have you guys with us. Well, thank you. So, so we're going to learn from the experts of what it means to a beauty <laughs> to rescue. <laughs> we're not and, experts, but we're sure trying. <laughs> well, that, that's right. Uh, you know, that, that's half the battle. You know, right. we we got to get up and we've got to. We're try. in the battle. We're in the you're in the that's battle. Right. So, welcome to the show. We're so glad you guys are here. So, thank okay, you. so a beauty to rescue. What in the okay? Well, let's define what does it not mean. Because many times there, there can be some ladies who who listen and say a beauty to rescue. I don't I don't, I don't want I don't want some knucklehead to be rescuing me. A bunch of knuckleheads running around. What's he talking about, or what's he not talking about? Well, well, he's not talking about control. She doesn't need mm. someone standing over her, micromanaging every step in her life, locking her in the castle and keeping her for himself. Mm. 
And that's uh, so many of us as young men, that's what we want to do. Somewheres, my dad never came out and taught me that. Maybe culture didn't, but somewheres I caught the drift and I wanted to lock my beauty away so nobody or nothing could touch. But that's not life for her. That's really death. You're, you're, you're allowing her to suffocate. Yes, a slow suffocation. <laughs> so, okay, so beauty to rescue, but what does it mean? What, what does a beauty to rescue? Jeff, you have thoughts on that? Yeah, sure I do, Kurt. It means, um, you know, really to, to see her in her proper light. It means to um, understand that God has given you that woman to come alongside you, to be an equal, a partner together in life, together to pursue an adventure, to um, really have a bigger purpose and cause, um, you know, uh, oftentimes what ends up happening is we men make the the woman our object that we're pursuing and the goal that we want to achieve rather than seeing her really as that um, there's a, a powerful word in the in the Hebrew, um, Azar. She's that helper that comes alongside. She's a co-equal. That's a word that oftentimes was used for God himself. Um, it's not a status of weakness or need. It's uh, She comes alongside. We're a team together, and we realize we have a battle to fight. We realize we have an adventure to live. It's something bigger than just the romance. It's really being called together to make a difference in this world. So um, she wants to be pursued. She wants to be loved. She wants to be seen, and she wants to be a co-equal partner in that, in that mission of life. That's good stuff. I, I love what uh, Eldridge says, um, under uh, Eve's wound, he says, you know, we t- we've, we've talked on the show here the last few weeks about every guy has a wound. It says every woman can tell you about her wound. And then she goes, every, uh, he goes on, every woman needs to know that she is exquisite mm-hmm. and she's exotic mm. and she is chosen. This is core to her identity, the way she bears the image of God. And then she asks, uh, in, she might not ask this verbally, but she's asking, will you pursue me? Mm-hmm. Do you delight in me? Mm-hmm. Will you fight for me? Right. And then he goes on to saying, like every little boy, she has taken a wound as well. The wound strikes right at the core of her heart of beauty and leaves a devastating message with it. No, you're not beautiful. Mm-hmm. And no one will really fight for you. Mm-hmm. Wow. And that wound, Kurt, normally comes from a father... And if it's not the father, it's a husband. And I use that word husband loosely because he doesn't know how to be a husband. Mm. And that was me. Wow, that shakes me to my core even saying that this Mm. morning. That I didn't know how to see her in the element of what God had called her out to be and how I crushed and suppressed that for so many years. You, You treated her as an object. I did. I didn't know how else to treat her. Didn't know how to draw out the beauty. I just wanted to hang on to something, that treasure that I found. And I didn't want no one else to mess with it. And I didn't know how to care for it. And the the very thing that you want to care for is the very thing that you're crushing. Yes. Bert, when did your eyes open up to that fact 
that she was a beauty to rescue. And, and describe what happened there. Uh, it's a long story, so I'll condense it as well as I can. But when I, when the, the babies came along, when, when we had children, I had been destroying her all along. Then I began to destroy the children. And one day when I wounded one of our children so severely, something snapped inside of me. And I said, Holy Spirit, God, if you don't come and rescue me, I'm going to have to do what the world would say. And the, these are my words today to rescue them. I'm going to have to end this in one way or the other because I cannot continue on this, this journey of destruction to them, let alone myself. So it really started, you, you were really... Out um, of control. And you, you caught yourself because you were really, in a, in a sense, abuse toward your, one of your kids. And, yes. and your eyes were beginning to be opened about, I'm doing this to not just this child, but all of the kids and especially my wife. Especially, yeah, yeah. And what an eye-opening event. And it wasn't an instant change, but it was a progression, a step in the right direction to begin to see that. And so you immediately, you, you prayed a prayer and you said, Lord, help me. Yeah, change me. Come to my rescue. Come to, come to rescue me because I am messing my whole family up. Yeah, yeah. You know, Bert, I think there's a lot of guys who are listening, and, and, and there's not one of us, I think, that get up in the morning and go, okay, how can I be the biggest jerk, the biggest rascal, the biggest idiot to my wife and my kids? No, we certainly don't. Um, And I think there's a real key there in what we're talking about. In order to rescue the beauty, you have to be rescued first yourself. Your heart has to be made new. You have to begin to, to see your identity in Christ, see who God's created you to be before you're ever going to be able to really see and honor and rescue your wife and, um, and that's that's crucial. That's crucial in the battle is um, allowing God to come in and reshape that man's heart because a man's heart's wounded too. And if he doesn't find the healing for that wound, then he will turn around and inevitably wound others. In fact, most often it's those closest to him that experience the deepest wounds. So Christ has got to come in, heal that wound for he, he to be able to help heal the wound of his wife. And we talked about that in, in the past, you know, how we as men, we, we have got to address, and most of the time it's a father wound, not right. always. It can be other, uh, you know, it can be a mother wound, it could be other wounds, but addressing that wound, allowing Jesus Christ to come in and heal us, restore us, redeem us, and uh, then we can be the husbands. And we're going to unpack that as we go. So we're going to take a break. We're going to come back for a few more segments. And I know you if you're catching any of this, you may be thinking, oh, man, I don't want to hear this stuff. <laughs> and, and granted, as men, we don't want to hear this stuff. But if you made a vow to your wife to say, I will, until death do us part, this is part of the fight we're talking about. And we're not talking about, okay, I'm going to box with her really well verbally or I'm going to win the arguments. That's not what we're talking about. In fact, the next segment, we're going to talk about how we, as men, We've been given a position of, or not position of, but really the strength that we as men have, or positions, you'll see in that being abused in today's society. How do we use that for our wife versus against them? And we're going to talk more about that in the next segment on Solid Steps Radio.
Welcome back. Hopefully you're coming back. If you're not coming back, you're joining us for the first time on Solid Steps Radio. This is Chad Russell, Kurt Souter over there, and we are talking today uh, to Bert and Jeff, and we're talking about the fourth and a final week of a four-week study of the book Wild at Heart. And if you're a guy and you've never read the book Wild at Heart, uh, it is a great read to give you some perspective on the male perspective on how we see the world and maybe how God has designed us to see the world. And before we get too far in, we want to thank our sponsors. We'd like to thank Ellen and Credit Union, uh, Vision First. I got my contacts last week, Dr. Rallo. I'm convinced he's making me more blind every time I go see him. But uh, uh, Vision you look, First. You look, you look good. Well, with my contacts? Yes, thank absolutely. You. Good. <laughs> Bright Star Home Care. They help folks who are in need want to stay in their home and stay independent. Bright Star helps do that. Dan Hart Financial. He helps people with all their financial investments in regards to retirement and things of, uh, of that financial interest. And then Kurt Frank Enterprises, and then our sponsor, who we all love. My next door neighbor, Sue Ann. Sue Ann. Coralia. I was going to do it. Oh, okay. Coralia, right? Coralia. Sue Ann is a certified swim instructor who can actually help children in the, in the ages of, uh, I think, from basically three months up to four years uh, to be able to swim, not just swim, but survive if they fall into a body of water, fully clothed. That's what she helps do. And she does that. And her phone number is area code 502-693-7934. She's a certified ISR self-rescue instructor. So, Chad, we're, you know, we're talking about this, uh, you know, wild at heart and how we we live out as men. We are to we're to rescue our wives. And, and we um, when I when I read wild at heart, Eldridge talks about his wife. Yeah. And her growing up years. And he says, if a father is passive, a little girl will suffer a silent abandonment. And he goes on, that was Stacy. She would find a perfect place to crawl into a, uh, you know, to play hide and seek. But no one noticed. No one pursued. No one went after her. And so she was the youngest in her family. And she just got lost in the shuffle. Her dad traveled a lot, and when he was home, he spent most of his time in front of the TV. Her older brother and sister kind of were trouble in their teens, so she got the message, just don't be a problem. So she hid her desires. She hid her dreams. She hid her heart. And sometimes she would even pretend to be sick just to get a drop or two of attention. Wow. That's a story I think of so many uh, young ladies growing up, regrettably. Um, we men have uh, failed miserably uh, when it comes to really engaging the ladies in our lives and really seeing them. Um, I know I'm, I'm getting ready to leave on a, a big trip with my wife, which I'm excited about. Nice. Yeah. Where, uh, are, you, where are you going? I'm about two weeks away from a 30th anniversary, which is a big milestone for us, and we're excited to celebrate. Going on a cruise to the Panama Canal, we're excited. Um, but I got to tell you, one of the things that was a real struggle um, this morning and last night was saying goodbye to my 15-year-old daughter. And um, she just held me close, and I kept telling her how beautiful she is and how much I'm going to miss her. And, and it was very emotional. And uh, as we are talking about this today, I, you know, my hope is really that she knows I see her and that she knows I value her and that I'm, as her dad, in a, in a pure and um, a right way, pursuing her 
and bringing value and worth to her as a young lady because um, so many young ladies are overlooked. So many young ladies are wounded by their dads, and I'm sure I've done that some along the way too, which I regret, but um, we've got to change those things, and we've got to let our young ladies and our wives know that they're worth fighting for. You know, Jeff, um, what you I, I love what you're doing because I, in in one sense you're very proactively you're going to take your wife away, right? This beauty to rescue, exactly. and you're going to love on her and romance her and honor her yes. as the way you should, and you're modeling what your your daughter's husband is supposed to look like exactly and 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 you are you you are setting a um security in your home that your daughter longs for well that sure is the hope and uh, you're exactly right i just i just felt the tension you know i know i'm doing something uh, to bless and see and value my wife but at the same time i'm going oh my goodness i don't want to send the wrong message to my daughter and so it's kind of walking that fine line of setting that example and yet also letting her know just how incredibly important she is to me, that I see her and I value her and that I, I want her to really understand how she should relate to a man by the way I relate to her and the example I set for her that, um, you know, every single day I not only tell her I love her, but I also tell her how beautiful she is to me. And I want that to be what penetrates her heart, not the wounding of this world. Mm. But how healthy and right this is, is what, what you're actually showing us, Pastor Jeff, is, is leading her. But guys, it don't just stop when she's in those years in your home. I have grown daughters. I have one that's married and one that uh, uh, is actually uh, not married at this time and has a, has a son. And they need to hear from me, their father, that, you know what, yours lovely as the day God created you, that I'm, I'm dependent on my son-in-law to fill in some of those gaps, but I can't leave it to him alone. I'm coming in and I'm reassuring because she is as lovely. She is dependent on me to see her. She is dependent on me to validate her and to touch her. It's interesting. We as men want our women to validate us. Well, guys, they can't. Only another man can validate me, but I can validate my daughters. I can validate my wife. I can validate my granddaughters. And what a beautiful thing when you begin to realize that and realize your place. Okay, so let's talk about how we do validate. Because Eldridge writes in, 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 the, in the next uh, section, he says, you know, for me, I was a frightened, driven man who had an affair with his work. Mm. Because it was, it was too much, it was a risk to engage. He says, I wasn't mean. I wasn't evil. I was nice. And then he says, and let me tell you, a hesitant man is the last thing in the world a woman needs. She needs a lover. She needs a warrior, not some just nice guy. Yeah. Yeah. How do we validate them? Can you show up? Show up, number one. Come, come to the dance, come to the play, come to the sports event. Show up, Dad. Show up, man, and, and be seen. First they want to be seen, and then the rest of it, even if it's awkward, will move forward. Jeff, you have thoughts? Well, I, I think the church, you know, one of the things that Eldridge talks about is how the church at large has um, kind of created the really nice guy syndrome. Mm. that we just all um, 
put on a mask. He talks about the poser, of course. It's it's easy to to act nice. Um, there's more than just acting nice. There's there's being that warrior, not in the sense of being some person of. Um, uh, you know, machismo or something like that, but um, really, really being there, really being a presence in the life of the, the the ladies that are around us, our daughters and our wives, calling them out, uh, seeing them, engaging in conversation. Our words are incredibly important. So many times, because we tend to be married to our work, we use up all of our words before we even come home, and then we. I remember my dad, and I love my dad dearly, but uh, my dad tended toward passivity. And when he would come home after a 12-hour workday, he'd fall on the couch, read the newspaper, watch a TV show, go to bed. And uh, I love my dad, but that wasn't engaging uh, my mom. That wasn't calling her out. That wasn't seeing her and being there with her and um, through his words validating her. There's There's just that being present that I think can make such a difference. And um, when we hide behind the paper or hide behind the TV, that can be translated oftentimes as abandonment. Yeah, because they are looking for um, that validation. Yeah. And they, they, they need to be engaged. One of the greatest things that we, uh, you know, even a form of rudeness is when we are with someone and we are not paying attention to them. Mm-hmm. Yes. I mean, right. I, I mean, again, not, there's not a guy that's listening that wakes up and goes, how can I ignore my wife today? You know, how right. can I not pay her any attention? But we, we can get so distracted mm-hmm. and we have to, we have to mean not to. We have, have to be to, intentional. We have to be intentional. Very intentional. We have to be focused and mm-hmm. intentional. Uh, I, there's a, there's a, a man I get to work with. Uh, he's been married now for 60-some years, and uh, Pastor Ben Merrill. And he, when he would walk, he's been a great communicator, great, full of energy and life. I think he's about 90 years old. And uh, when he, when he, right before he walks into the door, he has pounded a, a nail on the outside of his door. And it's like he's taken his, his work belt off, and he hangs it up on that uh, you know, just kind of uh, in a picturesque form. Um, I'm, I'm. Everything else is is outside the house. I'm now entering into this home, and my attention and focus must be on my wife and my kids. Wow! Oh, that's great. Fabulous. So we're going to take a break. We're going to come back. <clears throat> I've got two more segments to unpack this a little bit more. I'll read a sentence here from Eldridge's book. It says, "We are still seeking to save ourselves." We have forgotten the deep pleasure of spilling our life for another. Mm. And so as we come back in the next segment, we're going to talk about what does that mean to spill our life for our wife mm. and uh, the, the rescuing that some people may hear with their ears are that women are not uh, able to uh, help themselves. So they need guys to do it. And that's not what we are saying. That's not what Eldridge is saying. And I don't believe that's what God says. What he says is, are you willing to go in there and fight for her? And we're going to give some examples here. John Eldridge has a story he writes in this book that is absolutely a micro uh, shot of all of our lives. And a cumulative effect of this story leads to a dead life, dead marriage, emotionally divorced people. And we're going to talk about that here in the next couple segments, that story and how we can, uh, how it turned on a dime and changed the trajectory of that evening and maybe even their marriage. So we're going to come back in a minute and talk more on Solid Steps Radio. 